Welcome to the Unintentional Porn Star. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Thank you for tuning in. This is brought to you by dogs. Dogs have sponsored this message, as well as cats and horses and chickens. Um, actually, <laughs> I am no longer on the ranch. I have spread my wings and have um, taken flight into the next phase of my life, my next lessons, my next enjoyment, all of that fun stuff. Um, just had to cough. I had to pause it for a second. Um... I think if you can hear the music in the background, this is like that. It's on YouTube. It's lo-fi, deep focus. It's called Sunset Vibes. So just to give it credit, I'm going to actually turn it down a little bit because um, the TV I'm on has ads. But anyways, yeah, so I just kind of want to touch base, you know, been talking about thriving a lot lately and going through the, you know, the every part of... um experience that comes with that sort of practice decision uh, mindset, especially when not coming from <clears throat> that place. <clears throat> Pardon um, So I've been doing a lot of journaling and thinking um, because leaving the ranch has been, you know, it's definitely the right move for me. I absolutely know that, but it's been hard. I really miss the lifestyle. I miss um, you know, every, every part of it, like the community aspect of living on a ranch with a few people. I miss the animals and yeah, I just miss getting in like a four by four. I miss building things. I miss like, I think the biggest thing that I miss is how like you live with nature, like nature determines you, um, and what you do, like your, your purpose is to wake up and to be present with what's going on. What's like the weather or what do the animals need? Or, you know, it just, it feels very, I don't know, integrated. And so I absolutely miss that. And again, I, I am ready to move on. I'm actually not even fully certain what my next steps are to be very honest, but the playlist that I'm like looking at on, on YouTube is this like Volkswagen van. And this is like little like music thing grooving, but it's just like in the mountains and it's, it's a solo adventure. And, you know, I've been always dreaming of living out of like a camper van or something. So we'll see, like, we'll see. There's a few things I'm like, I'm going to go spend some time at some special places, see some really close friends, just sort of get back into, a, a portion of myself, this new version of myself that has the knowledge, experience, and insight into the things that I loved from ranch life. Like, wow. Um, so yeah, I guess like we'll see if that gets recreated in my life and and whatnot. I'm I'm not I'm not too sure how things are gonna kind of come together. I yeah, I was I originally was waiting for like the next step to kind of come into play before I left, but <clears throat> there just got to a point where I was like, you know, no, like this is this is the time. Um so we're just kind of leaning in and trusting things. Um <clears throat> oh my gosh, I need to clear my throat one moment. Okay, so 
I am fighting off a little cold, yes. Um, but I'm also like a little nervous about what I'm going to be jumping into and not because it's necessarily anything like new, but it's like, it's very like enlightening for me and very much like, oh, oh. So I saw this thing from Dr. Nicole Para, is it? The holistic psychologist on Instagram about, I feel like I'm going to be clearing my throat a lot. Um, about us being a scapegoat of like a family situation or um, just like kind of in situations. And the definition basically of being a scapegoat in the family is that you are a highly sensitive person. This is her definition. A highly sensitive person, you're creative and you're non-conformative. So you like ask a lot of questions and that I would definitely say that is myself. And um, I've mentioned before like that I've definitely been in quotations, the like odd duck of the family or the black sheep of the, of the family. And that's like, that's fine. And I was always like, well, that's fine. I'm just, I kind of am who I am. And I went off um, and lived in Toronto for 10 years, lived in LA and like found this whole part of myself where I just like kind of fell in love with what I wanted. And I followed that oddness that actually, to be very honest, is not odd at all. Um, It's actually odd that I think it's odd. And I've been actually tapping into that. Like, oh, why do I think I'm odd? Or why do I think I'm weird? Or why do, like, where is that coming from? Because, like, I, the amount of self-development work that I've done over these last few years, like, I, you know, I see myself in a really beautiful light overall. But there's still, like, I think healing is just continuous and it's not linear and you know I'm back kind of where I grew up and I'm not here for long people I've got lots of people like being like oh I see you especially on Bumble they're like hey are you here I'm like just for a few days like (laughs) um anyways but going back into the the family like home situation or just the energy of the city where you grow up is it's very much like it puts you not back, but it puts you into your, that setting emotionally at least, or it can. Um, so I've been doing a lot of journaling on that. And, and yeah, when I saw that post from Dr. Nicole, I was like, oh, fuck. Like I, not only did that exist for myself on a very like big scale growing up, being like the scapegoat and kind of being like targeted. I'm too much. I'm, you know, I'm too sensitive. I like, you know, what I'm doing is not important. Like basically, you know, that like art doesn't make you money. So what are you actually going to do? And I'm like, well, no, that's what I'm doing. And I, I, you know, I've been, I've done very well for myself as an artist, um, going through some shifts right now. Um, in terms of like my priorities and like what I love and what's important to me and what do I actually like and why do I love performing and all these things. So I'm at a very beautiful point in my life where I get to sit and reassess and see where I'm at now because I've, I've evolved, I've changed and that's beautiful. So like I'm just working to understand myself now. 
And, um, yeah, so I think like, you know, when I lived in Toronto and I haven't been in Toronto for a long time, obviously, I just, I just said Toronto, (laughs) I always catch myself. But when I lived in Toronto, it was like, I was around people who were like me, who were similar to me and who kind of had some people, a lot of people had the very similar sort of stories of like, yeah, either like my family doesn't support what I do and, and, you know, I'm just the wild one. I'm the weird one. And I'm like, yeah. So I found my people that way. Not everyone feels that way. There was a lot of people as well that had like full support from everyone and they were like uplifted, enhanced and believed in and all that fun stuff and what they do. And, um, and so it was a mix of everything, but ultimately I found like community that was like me. And I think that was very important for me in my journey to see, other people who value what I value. And I, for so long, have always said, um, it's all over like my journals from when I was much, much, much younger, that I just want to be paid to be me. And I think today I did some like dissecting on that. And really what I'm saying, oh gosh, and like hugs to me is that I just want to be loved for me. And I like oh, I'm so sad, like thinking about how I must not have felt loved for who I was and am. And it's not like, I can't say from other people's perspectives whether they loved me or didn't. I can't say that, you know, but from my experience, I know that people love me. I know that my family, you know, a lot of my family, like, definitely is working to understand me, especially with the sex tape stuff and me calling myself the unintentional porn star. Damn, that was a whole nother, like, that was another kind of like ostracizing thing for me within my family. And that was my choice. But then it was like, but like still, like, can I not be loved for who I am, for what I, what means things to me? Like, why is no one trying to understand me? And some people are now, definitely. But yeah, where I was like, oh, fuck. Like also performing, which by the way, I still love, and I will still lean into the art of performance, whether it's like podcasting, public speaking, choreographing, excuse me, dancing, acting, whatever. Like, I don't fucking care. Whatever comes my way. Um, I don't really care as much about acting, but hey, you never know. Um, I like being behind the scenes and creating. Anywho, yeah, just the fact that performing growing up was a way for me to be kind of like loved, appreciated, um, admired to a certain um, degree. And it's because that to me was my balance to what I feel I did not receive as a child um, in my like home and surroundings overall. And again, this is just my perspective. Um, and it's real for me. And so that's fair and valid. And it would be nice if anyone's listening to try and understand who I am and, and talk to me about it. <laughs> but anyways, might I go on? Um, yeah, I don't know. So this is really tough for me. I'm definitely like, I'm kind of almost like crumbled in a ball. I'm like holding my coffee. Ooh, sunshine. I'm going to go sit in the sunshine. Like I'm definitely uncomfortable talking about this, but this has been such a very big, beautiful thing for me to see that like 
I, I'm a performer. I always will be. I'm like kind of funny. People tell me I should be a stand-up comedian all the time. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Whatever. Maybe I'll just show up as I am on fucking TikTok or here. Whatever. Um, it'll all come together as it's supposed to. Um, but I just want to be loved for me. And I want to be understood for the choices that I make. And I want to be like, yeah, I, I just want to be understood. Like if someone doesn't understand me, that's okay. Like I don't need everyone to understand every decision I make, but I want some people to want to try. And I have a lot of that in my life. Holy shit. I'm like so lucky for so many fucking people in my life. And so many, I don't know how many, but like still there's enough. I'm like, is so many like two people? No, it's more than that. <laughs> so many is, is much, much more. And I can see, you know, that I value those who have stuck with me and tried to understand me since day one. And that's kind of where I'm at. That's it. There are people who are coming around now that things possibly seem a little bit lighter. I don't know. I can't speak for other people And this is on me. This is not on you or anyone or whatever. But like, I don't trust that. I don't trust that. Where were you when I was at my worst? Why did you leave? Why did you just like judge me and think I'm basically like dumb? You know, like, no, that's not acceptable to me. And one thing that I really loved from the ranch experience was the full like trust I had with animals like and I know that maybe sounds weird or whatever but you know and it's so much more than animals being therapeutic it's so much more than that animals are themselves animals exist as themselves they know nothing else when an animal's fucking pissed at you they're gonna fucking tell you when they love the shit out of you they're gonna like be right by your side can't leave you, want to snuggle, you know, and I trust animals. (laughs) I trust animals. And I was just thinking about that this morning being like, wow, like, fuck, fuck my life. Like, not only did I leave the animal setting in this smaller community setting where it's like, you know, pretty manageable for myself in terms of like, whatever, you know, trust and all of this stuff. Now I'm like in a not a big ass city, but a bigger city, like, and it's growing. And I'm just like, no, like, I'm like, kind of like repelling the idea of being here. And I went to a coffee shop yesterday, which like, I love. And I just was kind of like, I don't, I'm not, I don't care right now. And that's okay. Maybe it's temporary. And maybe it's just like, things are changing. Maybe I just want to fucking live on or ranch that I own one day or a homestead of my own. Like I've been talking about, like I I'm still discovering this and I'm giving myself time because there's no fucking rush. I don't have to have it figured out. <clears throat> It'll all come together. Um, <clears throat> my gosh, my freaking throat. Seriously. I'm like, there's like nerves involved with this and all of that, but it's also, yeah, I'm definitely like went from basically summer ask to winter in a matter of hours. And my body's like, what the heck? Very dry here. Um, I'm going to take a little sip of my coffee. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ah, if you were here, I'd be like, how are you doing? And then I'd listen to what you're going through and experiencing. And hmm. that would just be so nice. 
So, ha. Okay. I'm going to go back to what Dr. Nicole said about like the scapegoat thing and being like highly sensitive, creative, and non-conformative. <laughs> yes, I understand that. And uh, I'm also going to talk about being a magnet for narcissists. Um, anybody who, how do I say this so it's not, doesn't sound bad. I'll describe myself. Myself. I had no boundaries. I was highly sensitive, highly attuned. You know, my intuition is strong. I know how to enjoy life. And the no boundaries aspect is where you become a serious magnet for certain people, including including narcissists. More people can also be magnetized to that type of behavior because I think there's a number of reasons. Um, A, they just want to enjoy you. Great. Awesome. Love that. B, they want something from you, which I've literally had so many people be like, I just wanted to be you or I liked your lifestyle. So I wanted to hang out with you to get that. What? Like I've been told that so many times that I'm like, at first, it was oddly like weird and flattering, but now I'm like, no, that's a huge sign for me that that is a no-go because I'm not here to like be used to make your life more social or more lovely or more vibrant or more outgoing or more bright and colorful or more emotionally intelligent. Like, no, the second that someone, I get that inclination, I'm out now, which is great. I'm, I have boundaries now. And yeah, I think I talked about on my last episode or a few episodes ago, actually, that like, you know, I could make a freaking comedy sketch for being a magnet for narcissists. Like, oh, want your narcissist to go away from you? Send them to me. I will take them in, but I won't. Um, and like, sure, try me because I'm going to pass that test. Um, yeah, I don't know. And and being myself, like, I feel like I've just been through so much pain and hurt and stuff lately or, like, over the last few years um, that I've formed protection over myself. I have been in pain. I have been hurt and I have been confused and pulled from even in that state and I'm not putting the blame on anyone else. I'm not trying to play victim. I'm just sharing what the fuck happened to me to get me to this place of growth and understanding. And it was just really, it was a lot of like hurt and protection of myself. And um, as a kid, I used to have a ton of sleepovers and I was known as a sleepover queen. And I see my reason now. I also see that sort of mm, habit or um, similar energy in how I live my life right now. Like I just leave, like I go elsewhere for my happiness and I travel and I nomad. And again, there's always a bunch of sides to everything because even as a performer, I was just wanting to be desired and loved for who I am. I also fucking loved it. And it like gives me freedom and connects me to something bigger. So there's always two sides. So for me being a nomad lately, Um, there's absolutely no shame and no hiding the fact that I've been running the fuck away from 
things that felt really big, too overwhelming. Um, I, I was getting attacked, I felt like, and I was just like, what the fuck? And like losing like everything, you know, and it was just too much that I had to run. And it, to me, that sort of signifies that sleepover energy of like, oh, you're not comfortable at home. We'll go elsewhere, you know? And I was sitting here like in this, I'm in a very beautiful home and it's with, within my family and it's really lovely. And it's like, it's honestly so stunning and it's perfect. And I go, why don't I either have this or want this? I don't want this. Why? Like, why don't I want a home? And I'm like, because home to me, in my experience, and again, this is on me, this is not on anybody else. So whoever's listening, like, you know, take a chill pill for a second. This is just my experience and my own learnings. But um, home did not feel good to me. I was not safe to be myself. I was not embraced for who I was. I was kind of, yeah, like shamed for to be like for who I, blah, 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 shamed for who I was. I was like pegged as, I don't know, I had to walk on eggshells and and I saw some things about emotional immaturity and that getting placed onto a scapegoat. Ah, you know, and so that was my entire childhood from my perspective. And a scapegoat, well, in my eyes, I think of a scapegoat as someone who fucking, well, first of all, gets like pinned, you know, it's their scapegoat, like they pin it on that person. And also me, escape, I'm a goat that just runs away, you know? <laughs> I I feel that. And that is the sleepovers extended into my adult life as a nomad. I don't even like, can I call myself a nomad? I don't know. Yes, I absolutely can. Um, but again, it's always multifaceted. I love it. And I'm staring at this fucking minivan and I'm going, or whatever those like camper vans are. And I'm like, yeah, that feels good. Like I want to do that some sometime soon. I do like whether it's for a small little trip or I live out of it. I don't know. You know, I maybe not live out of it, but I do want a trip in a, in a camper van sometime soon, but now it's winter and, and I'm in Canada in this winter and I'm like, Oh, maybe not a good time. Oh, life. Um, there's always other places in the world. We'll see what happens. So this was, this was big for me. Um, this moment in time in my life, this episode, um, it's really, you know, I share a lot, but I don't share everything. This one feels very raw and real. And and I think the reason I'm sharing this is because when I saw that post from Dr. Nicole LaPera, ah, Dr. Nicole LaPera, I'm pretty sure. Um, I looked at the comments because I was like, oh, fuck, like, Oh, fuck. I don't usually have a lot of those. Like, there's times where I'm like, oh, yeah, that sort of resonates. This was just like, fuck. <laughs> what? So I looked at the comments and I saw a fuck ton of people having their, sharing their stories and, and relating. And I was like, oh, damn. You know, and that's the power of voice. That's the power of, like, being a human is, like, for me, I, I choose to share and connect um, and, and apparently being non-conformative, I don't mind challenging. I don't. And choosing to call myself the unintentional porn star is clearly a challenge to society. And I, you know, I understand the challenges and they're not easy, but I'm still doing it anyways, you know? So, um, I'm here to, I don't know, 
like offer it as a place of fucking connection or like, oh my God, thank God, like go check out that post, whatever. I'm offering it just to be human, you know, and to share the human experience that is so multifaceted and that every single person has a butt fuck of like a gazillion of their own stories and lessons and experiences and triggers and joys and celebratory moments and things like, oh, it's just so weird being a human and being around city energy. Like I'm, I was at such peace being in nature by myself a lot. I was um, at peace with the trust in animals and I don't really feel that right now. And I, cause I also study things around me when I'm in city. Like I look at people and I, I don't know if this is like, um, uh, a level of like, I wouldn't call it like psychic abilities, but maybe, I don't know. I don't really understand that fully to know what this skill might be. And like a lot of people have, this is where you just know what's going on with other people. Like you can look at them and you know, you know exactly what's going on. Like, and maybe not the exact minute details, but you know exactly what the fuck is going on. And um, that's a lot. And I don't know if you call that empathy or connectedness or just being a fucking human or being an empath. I don't fucking know. And right now, I don't know. Um, But it is a lot. And I'm, you know, I think for me, my biggest challenge in in life right now or one of the biggest challenges in my life right now is like giving that to myself like giving that amount of love care and compassion and understanding to myself and and this is a form of that and journaling this morning was a form of that and and mourning the the loss of the ranch it was my choice but still like I I chose that, but it's, I lost it, you know, like it's gone. And like, when you, when you change things, like, yeah, things change, you, you lose a form of what you were living in before, whether it's like a positive change or, or not, whatever. So it's just been, yeah, it's been a really reflective time. I am proud of myself, um, within my journey that I was willing able I consciously opened my heart to those animals and I knew I wasn't that's not my forever home like that wasn't my family it wasn't like my I don't know just it just wasn't I knew it wasn't going to be long term whatever it was even though everyone was like very like open and 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 acted as family and stuff it just like I just knew it wasn't gonna be long term whatever that means but I'm proud of myself for opening up my heart and allowing myself to like genuinely deeply form a bond a lifelong bond even though I'm not there and animals might forget they won't forget me they'll still dream about me (laughs) lol I hope um slash they will and yeah and I knew I was leaving and and yet I still opened my heart um that feels good and it's also really hard (laughs) to leave um and to just know that that physical immediate presence isn't in your life um it's always in my soul and my spirit saying goodbye like I was thinking about it last night because it was really sad I was really really grieving last night like a lot and it just kind of brings you back into grieving a loss of a, a romantic relationship or a friendship a relationship that no longer serves you or isn't healthy for you or never was and that you're like choosing to leave out of a point of growth and 
And like, it's a point of success for yourself to leave something that's not right. But my gosh, like, it doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, you know, and like, props to to me and to for opening my heart and props to you for, you know, opening up your heart and giving, um, giving it your all and it and it not working out, or maybe it's working out, you know, and that's the best. Like, I keep thinking, well, all of the things that I loved, like, imagine it works out the way that I want it to work out. Well, damn, like, holy shit. Like, whoa, I don't know. Like, that feels so good to think about. And so I think I'm kind of on my journey still, but like a little bit more with more insight and chutzpah to me and, and yeah, knowledge of what I, what I want and see. I'm still on a journey of discovering where home is and what home means to me and what that looks like. Um, what's the city of the one home I'm going to have. Maybe I'll have more. Like I still have to define all of that for myself. And how exciting is that, by the way? Like how cool. Uh, I'm proud of myself for thinking these things and and being confused and questioning and not just conforming <clears throat> to what works for other people. Like there is so there are some beautiful setups. There are some beautiful homes. There are people who are so fucking happy and that's amazing. And there's also other people who just do things because they're unsure or they think they're supposed to. And I think I did that for for a little bit, even though it might not look like it on the outside. There were parts of me that were still trying to fit in, I think possibly, and now I'm just not. And I think that's really beautiful and I'm proud of myself and I don't have everything. I have nothing figured out. Like, I feel like I am negative 10 to understanding um, what I what I want for myself. And right now, I guess, because it can change. But I, I don't know. Like, what do I want for myself? What do I see in my future? What don't I see? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. I'm getting information, but really, like, I can't lock down on something because the, there's just too many unknowns, which is great. Like, that's also kind of exciting to be in that place because now I get to go and discover and I don't know, just visit new places and see what it feels like. And maybe tomorrow it'll lock in and I'll know. And maybe in five years it'll take that long. I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. That's beautiful. Oh, I was going to say something else, but I kind of forget. Um, home. I might have to listen back here. There was something else. Can we listen back and then come back here? You only you only have to wait like a millisecond. I remember. So there's this exercise. Where did this exercise come from? Um. Okay, it's an exercise where you write out what you're going to do with your money, and I've done that in the past. Um, I have this, this list of like what I'm doing with my 60 mil, what homes I'm buying. Like I have visuals of it and I think for myself, like that's shifted possibly, or I just need to check in on that. Cause I actually don't know, like there's a part of me that goes like, was it, was it, was that me saying that? Or was that society saying that through me? Um, like I was choosing society. Um, so I'm revisiting that and that's why I'm at negative 10 is because I want to like not have any idea. And so, yeah, I'm like going to, after this, I'm going to journal like what I'm going to do with my money, with all of my money. And 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to help me understand where home is or what. And if like, I think it's a really great exercise. Like if you're wanting to earn more money, you're stepping in consciously to make more money, or you want to think about it as manifesting money, like however you want to think about it, do it. Um, I feel like it's just a really great practice, um, with a lot of careful dissection, to be honest, because again, where is this coming from? Are you using your money to satisfy um, having a lot of things which looks good to other people? Like that's not for you. Um, it's maybe serving a part of, of you or you're feeding some of your insecurities or maybe it feels really good. But I just like, I guess, offer a point of dissect where that comes from. And that's really fucking complex. And I'd be glad to help you through that. Um, I am doing that for myself. There are like actual steps to take. It's just I'm, I kind of do shit the way that I need to and I just honor my needs and it just like changes for myself. And I suggest that for you too if you want. Like not suggest, I hate that word. I offer that if you want it. If you don't want it, if you want to punch this fucking phone, the phone that you're listening to this, like great, whatever. Um, you live in accordance with yourself and do what feels right to you. Um, so I don't suggest shit. I just will do it for myself. And if it fits, great. (laughs) Um, and yeah, like, what was I, oh, there was something I was doing before where I was like, oh, it was a TikTok. It was a TikTok. It was a tarot TikTok. And there was a reading that came out and it like, for some reason, like a rose field or, or like a field of roses or, um, rose bushes or, um, tulips, like a field of tulips or, or lavender. Like there was just this like really big essence of, of that as a visual and what that represented in that moment, um, in that reading was like, so what if you want to live on the flower farm? And again, what that represents is like what actually fills your soul. And I am absolutely certain that there is someone that's going to say, you can't make money having a flower field. And then, you know, in that reading, it was like, well, people do it. So kind of like fuck off or fuck you, you know? Um, So what like truly do you want truly and as i say that thinking about putting that into my situation my stomach goes into a knot i don't know what that means i don't know if i'm scared of what i want possibly because it possibly means more ostracized feelings but that's also not really true because once i lean into my truest essence and what I actually want, there's going to be a whole fucking whack load of people that, that are in that same scenario. You know, I just have to allow myself to go where I want to go, which right now I don't know. Um, anyways, I think I'm going to tail this one off a little bit here. Mm, got some cute things I have to do, um, for my physical space and the things that I, I went through my storage locker. I have to do a few things like that. I want to get some work done, do that journal exercise. And I don't know. I just uh, like the podcast you listened to with Aubrey last. And 
through all of the work that I do, it's ultimately about like finding your authentic you. And that word is overused, but like I really hope that resonates in a very deep way. Um, Because I do not mean it on a surface level at all. Um, There is nothing surface level about this girl. There's fun and playfulness, but that's still not surface level. That's deep. That's real. Which is why people want to take and steal from it, you know? Protect yourself. Just kidding. And live yourself. Live as yourself and fuck them. Like, let them do it if they want. Just don't let it pull from you. Like, honor yourself, whatever, all these things. This is great. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know, amongst all of this, I just, as an ending, like, life is so fucking fantastic. It's fucking colorful as fuck. Um, And so multifaceted and layered. And it's fucking awesome when we're lucky to exist. Hey, thanks for listening. Please visit my website, www.rebeccareinhardt.com. You can find all the information of what I am working on. You can sign up for emails so you can get some cheeky emails from me and updates. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. I can't wait to connect with you. Find me on Instagram. Find me on TikTok. Find me on YouTube. Find me everywhere, you know. Let's make it a game. Just kidding. RebeccaReinhardt.com. Okay, bye.